Um, I have a fucked up question. Okay. Okay. You're gonna ask me what my favorite scary movie is? Uh, no, that'd be that's too predictable. And as we all know here at the pot here at the Rollback Podcast, we are not predictable. Uh, okay, Penis. So, oh, we're, we're about as predictable as a DC movie always being my number one film of the year. Uh, speaking of number one film of the year, I believe we have that list coming out very soon, guys. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, uh, plug. So this is gonna sound weird. Who's your favorite murderer? <laughs> like fictional murder, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to be fictional. Uh, I don't okay. have a favorite murderer. <laughs> okay, fictional, nonfiction, uh, murder documentary. Like, give me like who's your fi- like your most interesting story that makes you go wow? Like anything. Oh, anything. um, uh, I. I think that's a question that I don't really have an answer to. Really? If I'm, if I'm honest. You don't have like a favorite like murder documentary or something? Um, I'm fairly new in the true crime scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a Thanks. didn't. Yeah, uh, not 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 really uh, a big not really big. Uh, I don't take a lot of part in it. Uh, I do. Uh, I, I didn't listen to the podcast serial when it was coming out when I was, I think, uh, I think it was a fresh, I think it was a sophomore in college. And I heard that like every episode religiously, uh, never checked out the second season. So I guess I would have to say that I've seen a couple of documentaries. I saw the one that, uh, Fernie recommended the, I, I love you and I'll die. I saw both parts of that one. That one, that was kind of cool. Uh, I have been listening to a lot of the, of the morbid episodes, that podcast, but that's like the closest I guess. So I don't really think I have a, a favorite or like a favorite <laughs> story. Um, That's fair. Which is weird because I was a psych major in college and like 60% of everyone that goes into that major is like serial killers, serial killers. Um, <laughs> but no, not, not, n- n- not this one. Are you? Uh, the Zodiac killer. Mm. Okay. N- n- not because of the movie. Like the movie came out, like when the movie came out, I was like, oh, this better be good. Bear in mind, when the movie came out, I was 13. I was a fan of the Zodiac since I was like eight. That's a weird thing to be a fan <laughs> of at, at eight. At eight years old. <laughs> a fan, I guess. Like in my no, that's a weird. That's even worse than being a fan in Meyer. No, just okay. The case like blew my mind because it's like you have this dude who's sending you like encrypted codes dressed up. He's murdered at least con- confirmed, I think, like five people in the San Francisco Bay Area. And like you couldn't catch him. Like, I probably saw that documentary, like, 20 times as a kid. And every time I'm like, what did they miss? Like, because, you know, I'm a dumbass kid. I'm like, maybe I can watch this and find the one clue that they missed. (laughs) But, no, there's no DVR or, like, VHS at the time of the thing. So, like, every time it comes on, I watch it. and I'm, like, taking notes. Like, what about this? What about this? Where did you watch it? Like, on open TV? Yeah, Discovery Channel. Discovery Channel. Jesus Christ. You were... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this was like before or after you got into the WWE? Way before WWE. Okay, because I'm trying to like piece, like, <laughs> how do you go from liking, from like be, wanting to solve the Sonya killer and then jumping into, oh, WWE. <laughs> like, how do you go from this to that? Uh, like, I like could do every- the WWE. <laughs> Because, like, every boy I know, like, had a WWE face at around, like, 12, 13 years old. 
So, like, was it around that time or like was it before? WWE was around 11, 12. For any will testify, for any will say it right to your face that the great one of the great failures of his life is introducing me to the WWE. Okay, because he, re- he regrets that so much. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, That's one of my few failures in life was doing that. that that's one of my only real true regrets. Oh, oh god, we, so, we, yeah. we, we, oh god. Because I'm trying to imagine like an eight-year-old boy just like trying to write notes and like they missed something. Yeah, like, for real. I was like drawing like, pictures of the map. I'm like, wait, what if he went this way or that road? Maybe they have cameras over here. Like I'm fucking like imagining like an eight-year-old with like like a bowl of like lucky charms, like dropping it, like the end of the usual suspects. Like 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 the coffee mug, like you just drop it like when you're watching the documentary, like. <laughs> like I when gotcha, bitch. together <laughs> for real oh man so no so no that that, that was a thing <laughs> that was um you know what i love glimpses into your personal life <laughs> <laughs> well so wait so okay what's your favorite, favorite murder movie then like do you have a movie that you're like Oh, like I don't just, like murder movies. I like or, or like mystery movie. Like you, you what? You don't like Clue? Who the fuck doesn't like Clue? There but, you go. That can be your favorite. How about Knives um, Out? Uh, Knives Out's all right. Um, uh, murder on the Orange Express. Uh, that was all right too. Um, I don't know. I have a. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of these movies. I watch really? them like if if one grabs my attention. Um, but if I miss it, I pr- I don't stick it out. It's very rare that I stick one of those movies out. I don't know. It's not like my favorite thing, mm-hmm. but if it's good, like I'll 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 come here and I'll say like, hey, it, it, it's good. Chema stamp seal of approval. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I I, I kind of really love these movies, the the, the screen movies, because they're 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 slasher films, but they're also like whodunits. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like that's that that that's kind of the fun of it. So. I do have one one thing that I wanted to ask you um, because we're going to come in into this review in very different perspectives because I rewatch all four of the original screen movies in preparation for this one. Uh, I watched them with my sister because she's never seen any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we watched them all together and you told, and I just found out you've only seen the first one. Yeah. Yeah. No, never, never seen any, never seen screen two or three. Or Scream 4. Never saw any of them. Fuck Emma Roberts. Jesus. So, okay. So yeah, two very be, different perspectives. This is going to be a very different perspective. So, um, ready? Here we go. Thank you for welcoming us onto your screens or onto your headphones, depending on how you're watching this. I'm Eddie. And I'm Chema reviewing Scream 5 2022. And this is, is the, the role. So, Chema, what is your favorite scary movie? Uh, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We're going to hit the ground swinging. All right. <laughs> so, Scream or Scream 5 or Scream 2022 or Scream not directed by Wes Craven. It is always someone you know 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, a new killer has donned the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets 
from the town's deadly past. So like we were saying, this is the fifth movie in the Scream franchise. Fifth, if you don't count the horrible, horrible, horrible MTV show. And I forgot that that was a thing. Everyone did. So and we have the original cast returning. We have David Arquette, Courtney Cox, and Nev Campbell returning to play their original roles. We have new actors. We have new blood. It takes place today in 2020, 2022, 2021. We don't know uh, because it was delayed. And ha- and it is also the first movie that's not directed by Wes Craven ever since his passing in 2016. Uh, Scream 4 being the last movie he directed. So this movie has a lot that it has to do. It has to update Scream to work in this decade. It has to update with a new trick, with a new twist. And also it needs to be faithful to something that Wes Craven would have done. Wes Craven obviously being master of horror, creating icons such as Ghostface and Freddy Krueger. So Mm -hmm. how do you think the new Scream works? This movie, I think for me, was way too much meta. Okay. It was meta to like the fifth degree. Like, I even count, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, they're referring to, they're even referring to real world movies because they are in the real world. Like, it, it, it's so meta, but like, not necessarily in a good way. To a point where, like, at one part of the movie, they're watching uh let me see if i can find the character miss mindy meeks is watching the first stab movie in the famous scene where it's like the killer's right behind you don't go in there where the dude is in itself watching a movie in the movie of someone coming up behind another person yeah like that's like what one two that's three that that's three levels of meta in one in one shot I'm going to quote uh, uh, the infamous scene from Deadpool, but like, ooh, Fort Wall Break instead of Fort Wall Break. That's like 16 walls. Wall <laughs> the 16th wall. And yeah. then we also have like like stupid Dewey and Deputy Vincent. Like, I just, oh my God, man. There's so much in this and I don't know where to start. I really don't. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start... start? I'm going to start the same way that we started the Encanto review. I'm going to start disagreeing with you. Um, Yeah, the movie was meta, but all of the Scream movies are meta. In fact, every movie got more meta the more, every time there was a new movie. So the only way that this movie could go was up. So... Was quad meta? Yeah. That's what it needed to be. If it was just another slasher movie, then it wouldn't have been Scream. It wouldn't have been a good tribute to Wes Craven, and it wouldn't have worked in in the continuity of what has been established. So the fact that this movie is like meta to the 10th level, it needed to be. It couldn't have been any other way. Also, quick question. Is there a reason why the the character's last name is Carpenter? Like, Is that in reference to like John Carpenter? Absolutely. Oh, okay, I figured that. Um, shit, so where do we start? Do you want to talk about the opening scene? Uh, sure, yeah. Do you think, uh, I, like, like, what did you think? Was it, like, a pretty good take, a modern version take of, like, what happened uh, to Miss... Uh, Drew Barrymore? Yeah, Miss Drew Barrymore in the original. So here's the thing. Every screen movie starts with a kind of a 
with an with a new take on that scene specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, the original Scream was targeted as like every poster had Drew Barrymore, so it was like Drew Barrymore everywhere. So the movie was just was just uh, targeted and and advertised and everything around her, like she was the star of the movie, and she's killed in the first like ten minutes. So imagine being an audience member coming into the movie where she's she's the face of the poster and she dies in the first 10 minutes and you're like wait she what the fuck happens now like yeah like what like what happens now yeah so was, was that part of it like was that part of yes. like what made screams such a big deal was like oh fuck yeah. they killed drew Barrymore in the first 10 minutes i gotta see this yeah like, yeah yeah like people didn't know what was gonna happen so that's that's the magic of Scream. It, it, it just keeps setting something up and then doing some, something that doesn't that, that, that you really don't see coming. And so every Scream movie starts like that. The second one does, does kind of a similar thing. The third one does as well. And the fourth one has this like movie within a movie within a movie with like, with like people just killing each other like, oh, because it's like it's another stab movie. The, the thing that this movie does different is that Ghostface calls a, a young girl alone at home. Uh, does the uh, does the game of uh, what's your favorite scary movie? Threatens to kill someone, and then kills her. The twist in this one is that she doesn't die. That's the twist. What about the thing where like the lock and unlock, lock and unlock? Thing? I, to me, that threw me way the fuck off. Like, oh shit! That was like, great. That was very twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's something that this movie does really well because the other four movies are good slasher fun movies. This one, uh, the kills felt brutal. In this one, the same way the the, the same way that the, the, the last uh, two Halloween movies, the, the kills have felt very brutal. Uh, this one did as well. Like every time you felt you you, you saw him stabbing someone, you felt the sting of that knife, and. Uh, yeah, it worked. It worked in this one because when she survives, you're like, okay, so I guess that's a twist. She's surviving. That never happens. Okay, so that's that's how the movie started with like a right foot because like that's the thing that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's called? Um, did it throw you off at all when they started? Um, so moving forward a bit, we are introduced to the, I would say, is the main character Miss Sam, uh, Sam Carpenter. Yeah, uh, she's played by uh, Melissa Barrera. Yeah, which she made us proud. She made us proud. She she <clears throat> she's a good actor. She she was great in that show uh, Club de Cuervos in on Netflix. She she was great in that. What's yeah. She so she's apparently the son of what's his name? Daughter. Of, oh, so uh, she's, she's the daughter of uh, what's his name? Of uh, the, the killer from the, the original. He's a killer in the first movie. Uh, he is uh, Skid Ulrich, Bill Loomis. Yeah. So she's Loomis's yeah. uh, daughter. Yes. And uh, secret, you know, tore apart the family. She gets a phone call. Hey, your sister's been attacked, but she's alive. Did they try to kill Sam? Or did, or I'm sorry, did they try to kill Tara? Or was it more like they were just trying to injure her enough to get her to come back? To get the other one to come back? Uh, if we're going to jump into spoilers, um, yeah, they were trying to lure her back, as we know by the end of well, who did it, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. 
What was he going to say? And then, uh, so she comes back. And then they straight out make the joke of Richie, like, it's always the scoring lover. How long have you known him? Hmm? Six months? Yeah, just long enough. And he's like, what the fuck? Which I kind of believed him. I was on the side a bit there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, um, what, what's, uh, Richie is played by Jack Quaid, who's the son of Dennis Quaid. Um, he's, uh. Is that the guy from The Boys? Am I right or am I wrong? I don't know. I haven't seen The Boys. What? Yeah. Now I need to check. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Yeah, I don't know if he's in the boys. Oh, yeah, he's he's in the boys. Yeah. He is the, the guy from the boys. Yeah, he is that yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's uh he's great. He's been popping up in a, in, a, in, a, in a lot of roles. And um there's something really really interesting here because you have to kind of like discount everything that has happened in the previous movies to be like, okay, well, they already did that, so they can't do it again. And then when we got to the scene at the end where they're kind of like all kind of pointing at each other, like, it's not me, it's him. It's, 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 I genuinely didn't know who it was. And the movie made a good job at letting the tension rise and then also like letting everything kind of work out together mm-hmm. because, uh, well, in the original one, it's, it's, it is the boyfriend. It's, 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 the, it's Sam's dad. It's him and uh, Matthew Lillard, who uh, who played Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies. So it's the two of them. And in this one, uh, they do something kind of similar. And yeah, you kind of feel for the boyfriend because he's like, oh, he's kind of supportive, but but he, why is he there? Like, if you're in a six-month relationship like you, you're allowed to get the fuck out if, there, if there's murder involved, I think. I don't and- know. I don't know. So you're telling me, tell me if the woman that would eventually become your wife six months in was like, hey, some murders going down back in my own place. I got to go deal with this. You you tap out. There is there are eight billion people in the world. There's eight billion people in the world, and and I and I found my soulmate, couple of a, a, a couple of streets from where I was born. Nah, don't think so. <laughs> don't think so. Fair. Don't think so. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah so shout out to <laughs> shout out to daniel sloss and his special on netflix who, who, who gave me that that, that that great line um no um yeah there's something uh here uh, something that we have to consider is also that this is fiction so there is like a part of me that is like ah uh, i don't know what i would do in the situation but uh, it's fiction that's why it's fun but that's why metafiction is also fun because like what? Because like anything could happen, really. Like the rules are always being rewritten in these movies. Yeah. So we have this like little group of friends, and when we see the young boy Wes, who's obviously named after Wes Craven, um, immediately when he said like, uh, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm worried. I don't know. Like, uh, like I went, he's a killer. I immediately thought that he was a killer. Yeah. And then he and then he gets killed, and I'm like, okay, it wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I think that goes to the masterful writing. They were like, okay, I think they did the did the the Pixar thing where they said, who's the most likely killer in this friend group, uh, friend group that we're making? Him? Yeah. All right, kill him first. I make it really stressful. Um, it, you it, felt that it was kind of, it was it was almost kind of like okay that they killed him without letting him see his mom. <laughs> Uh, you know, I thought they were gonna let him see his mom, like just to like be more tortured. He was gonna, I thought he was gonna be the dumbest. I was like, I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna kill him. Like yeah. I thought that, and then for it to just be like, and the kill was brutal. Like the knife going through his neck and through the skin, you could see it. It's just like, oh, mm. 
I was shocked when 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 I saw that. I'm like, oh fuck, they're going all the way with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, good yeah. for them. It, it was practical effects, good for them. But like, fuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the movie was a little stressful, like on the like like on the kills, because it was a uh, it it went it went for it. It went pretty out there, and I was getting concerned because because it's like, okay, so that's that's how they're adapting. It's like the new age. They have to like. Uh, they have up, to not make it cheesy anymore. Yeah, up the yeah they have to up the murders. They have to up the the yeah, violence, yeah. which they did. Even I noticed, like Jesus, these murders are brutal. Yeah, I, when I um, okay, we need to talk about uh, David Arquette and his character uh, uh, Dewey Riley. Um, so he's one of the biggest uh, breakout stars of the of the franchise. Him and and Courtney Cox and uh, and Nep Campbell. Uh, he gets killed in this movie. And you know it's sad because he's he's a legacy character. He's a flagship character. He is the Han Solo of the Scream franchise. Mm-hmm. And he got Han Solo. He got Han Solo. Yeah, in exactly <laughs> the same way that Han Solo got Han Solo. Uh, but it was brutal because in all the movies he he's been stabbed in all of the movies. Okay, that's like the thing. Mm-hmm. But on the first movie he gets stabbed on like the nerve, like right on his back. Yeah. And he has a limp for the whole franchise. Uh, and on this one, he gets he gets stabbed in the front and then in the back at the same time. And I and don't just say like this often. Him, like, yeah, and I don't say this often. Beautifully executed death. It was uh like it was it was proper, it was kind of it, it was kind of artistic. I even kind of I, I even kind of love how cheesy it was when he gets stabbed, and then the new ghost face just goes. It's been a pleasure. Like just yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was like, an honor. Like yeah, like it you. was an honor. Like yeah, like like uh, you real. I think that line really made you believe how into the new killers are, how, how deep they are into this. That uh, the fact that they kill this character that they love because they love him, but yeah. they're, they're doing this out of like you know insaneness. Him, I, I think them going like it, it's an honor. Like that was weirdly like very artistic. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> like it really worked for me. No, I and, get like, you. My, I you. And like my stupid A twenty four film film dude bro a uh, brain. Like <laughs> it, it worked. I, I I I don't know how, uh, but I liked it. Um, the, the, also, I gotta talk about this. The the costume. The costume for Ghostface, it's the same costume, but it fe- it looks better. It looks premium. Mm-hmm. Like the mask looked uh, looked way more high quality, and uh, the 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 black coat had like sparkles. Did, did you notice that? Yes, actually, I did. Yeah, it had like those like, sparkles. Wait, have- oh shit, I remember that. Yeah, I did have sparkles. Yeah. The sparklies. Yeah, it looked it looked kind of kind of nice. It, it looked it, it looked sleek, um, but yeah. So uh, Dewey, so uh, Deputy Dewey or uh, Sheriff Dewey, or I guess now just Dewey. Uh, yeah, he dies in this movie, and like you know the the yeah. We're pulling That's out for Dewey. Pulling out for Dewey. Yeah. This is an audio podcast. There's a hold on, hold on, hold on. It's just a little bit. Yes, portal not for Dewey. All right, there it is. So yeah, so yeah, so he was fun. He was great. Well, well, we got him back. 
uh, yeah, so that's I think oh, that's you. the scene that I'm that, that I'm going to take with me. Like that that it's an honor. Like I I love that scene. Yeah, you know, I was actually really proud of them when they killed him. I'm not happy to see a character die, but it's like, huh? If it's done right, if it's yeah. done right, well done. Honestly, I would have respected them more if they had taken out uh, Cindy as well, Sydney mm-hmm. and uh, Courtney Cox. If they had killed all three of them in the same film, I would have been like, well played, well played. If it because there's no going back. Properly, yeah. If yeah. if it has been as proper as as the, the Dewey death, mm-hmm. then I would have taken it. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, they yeah. so I, I want to talk about. There was like two specific meta, like overly meta meta scenes mm-hmm. that I want to talk about. Okay. The first one is when they assemble the friends and Dewey's still alive. Uh, Sam's there, and they're I like. Love that scene. And no, but dude, like, what the fuck? Like, even Mindy says, wait, so we're no, we're, so we're in a requel. And they're like, what? Like, well, it's kind of a debate between film fans. I'm like, oh my God, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then she says, it's not a sequel, but it's not really a prequel and it's not a reboot. It's a weird, like, in between where, like, they have to bring back the, the legacy characters, the ones from the original, but the new blood, that's us. And ideally speaking, one of us should be the killer. So someone here in this room is it. Uh, yeah. But like she, she also like criticizes like you know the new Chucky, the new Black Christmas, like this, all this people hated. But then you have the new Halloween movie coming back after so long, like that's a direct yeah. sequel to the original. Like it was so meta, but it got to a point where it's like, you're mocking me, aren't you? Like, like <laughs> it felt not like a shot to the fans, but like, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It was weird. It it was so weird. I adore that scene. Really? Because, yeah, because it's kind of, it, it get, remember when we talked about that movie, Malcolm and Marie with Zendaya and, uh, and, and John David Washington. Yeah. And, I, and we reviewed it and I told you this movie feels uh, critic proof. Like I feel like I cannot criticize it mm-hmm. because of how, how it explicitly paints critics, mm-hmm. like, like movie critics. This gave me the exact opposite reaction. I, I had a huge smile on my face. Because as much as I love movies and I love sitting here and talking about movies, I can hate our community sometimes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It can drive me up to the fucking wall with their fucking arguments and their fucking like uh, uh, disagreements. I cannot with them most of the time. So that move, that specific conversation felt meta in the right way. Mm-hmm. I even love the little dig they took at Ryan Johnson. Did you notice it? No, tell me. Okay, so there's a moment where they where where she where she goes. Everyone hated the last stab movie because it basically didn't do any of this. It, it was just it, they, they they changed everything and no one liked it. And it kind of spit in the in the in the in the fans' faces. And someone and another character goes, "Is that the one that the, that that was directed by the same guy who did Knives Out?" Meaning Brian Johnson. Oh, I okay, goes, I did catch that. Yeah, and, and, he, and she goes, yes. And the other girl goes, oh, I like that one. And she goes, of course you did. You have horrible taste. <laughs> They're talking about Ryan Johnson because he directed... Uh, the Star Wars. Yeah, the Star Wars, and everyone hated that. So I uh, even even I, who kind of liked that movie, can be, can be like, ah, that, that was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah. That was good. That was a good one. Um yeah, it was it was nice. It was a nice uh, a nice little tribute, and uh, it was nice to know that like uh, 
hell, even the way the movie starts with uh, with a Tara receiving the call from Ghostface and, be, and being that and being asked about horror movies, and she goes, "Oh, I like elevator horror. I like oh, that was a, Peele. I like Hereditary. I like The Witch." And it's like that would be the exact same thing I would answer if I got if I got called and asked that. That's the problem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but like you, this think- movie's. This movie spoke directly to me in the, in that sense. But yeah. again, like moments like that were a little too meta for me. That that made me go like, mm-hmm. really, really, that's where we're gonna go. Like, I don't hate it, but also like, there's almost too much of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing, like to the audience. No, it's well, not. It's elevated horror. Also, why the fuck are you talking to this stranger over the goddamn phone? That's the joke. That's the that's that's everything that that all these movies have like stood in front of. Yeah. And like, why do they keep doing it? Like, if you, it, mm, you, uh, you've seen yeah. the stab movies, right? It, the, the stab movies are in universe in that universe. Yeah. Hey, in this world, we say, "Have you seen Scream?" In that world, the same should be, "Have you seen Stab?" Get off the phone. Just like Jesus Christ. Eddie, when you watch when you watch uh, football, do you get angry when the players play football? Yes. Why am I trying to argue with you? You were an eight year old who liked the Soria Killer. <laughs> Don't argue with me. Don't at me, son. <laughs> no, I mean you can't complain about oh the screen movies are too meta. They're meta. That's their thing. That's like what complaining a, about why Deadpool is meta. In my defense, in my defense. The yeah. first scream was meta, but like it was tasteful. Like I didn't, okay. it didn't, it wasn't overly meta. Like as I understand it, and I, I guess maybe you're right. They've only gotten more meta as the movies keep going, right? Because they need to. They re- if if they just did the same thing over and over, then it wouldn't really be fun. The whole point of the scream movies is that it's not every sequel. It's not like a. It's, it's, it's not just the same concept with new people. It's the same people. It just happens in a different way. And yeah. uh, and, th- and that happening a different way is what makes them fun, is what makes them good. So the fact that this one went meta to the wall, I didn't, it, it didn't felt like whiplash to me because all these movies, all the other movies kind of prepared me for that, you know? Mm. So um, to me, that doesn't feel odd. It feels normal. It's a normal progression to this point. Yeah. What's yeah. called? Um, and then you know they bring in Sydney and whatnot. Corny Cox. Apparently, Corny Cox and David Arquette's characters like separated because uh, they're separated in real life too. <laughs> I, I wonder if it was awkward for them to film all of this, or they're like on good terms. I hope they are. I think they're, they are. They're on good terms. They have a kid together. And, I, I, on the documentary, uh, you can't kill Kevin or Arquette. Like, yeah, they were on yeah. the term. So, yeah, yeah. Also, they, they were separated by the time they did four. So, you know, oh, they're yeah. they're still on good terms. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So, did you catch it immediately when they got into the house that they were in the same home? Because I caught that no, immediately. I, I was didn't. like, I was, I was, I was looking at the people walking. I'm like, bullshit. And they keep doing. Bullshit, and then go up the stairs. No, and then Sydney's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And it's, yeah. like, it's the same house. I'm like, "Yep, I knew it. I knew during the party scene. I was like, that that's the same house, isn't it?" I didn't catch it. I was uh, I got it at the same time that the characters did, and ah, that was good. That <laughs> that was good. I liked it. Um, there there was a little uh, a little Easter egg thing 
the the, the character who died, who, who's played by uh, Delaminette, his name is Wes, uh, who's you know obviously named after a director or Wes Craven. There is a moment where they're in the party, and the, the party is like a tribute to him, and there's a huge sign that says for Wes. Mm. And that sign is present the entire time they're, they're in the party. And throughout the entire time that they're shooting like that scene at the end when they're like kind of like killing each other. Um, I felt like that was on purpose. Like they they on purpose were making that same scene from the first one, but they had a big sign that said for Wes yeah. back in the background. That I really liked. Yeah. Mm. Can you educate me for a sec? Because I'm not as um, as movie buff as I would say. I'm a I'm movie buff in certain terms, not always and everything. Yeah. Wes Craven. Yeah. What were some of his big contributions? I know the Elm Street franchise. I know that. But like what else did he do? What else did he do? Well, he did all the all the screen movies. Mm-hmm. So like he directed all of them. Uh he directed, I think, most if not all of uh all of uh Freddy Krueger movies. He directed the original The, the Hills Have Eyes. Uh, he did like a bunch of horror movies. He did Shocker. He did Curse. Uh, I think he did my. I think he did. He did my soul to take. No, but that was recent. That was in, like 2010. Uh, yeah, mostly horror movies. Hmm. I think he did like a Paris French movie that I never saw. He um, did a Swamp Thing. I think. Oh shit! He, he did the house. The last house on the left. Hells have eyes. Yeah. People need the stairs. Red eye. Oh fuck! Red eye fucked me up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he directed Freddy versus Jason. I don't think so. It says he was involved in that at least. Uh, he probably like produced or something, or he had to be in the room because they were using his character. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah, he probably got. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, but Wes Craven is also like a person that like the community just adored. You know, he was a constant crowd pleaser, and he was an original man. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he was, of course very important to like the genre hmm. i mean I'm so of course I... when he died like it's, it's it was a horrible thing yeah it was a significant loss yeah. um i mean i'm glad people i i mean if they respect him i mean they feel like this was done in a tasteful manner i'm good for him yeah um, which I, I i agree if the if the movie was bad you know it was bad but if it were if it would have been a, a a bad tribute then that really would have sucked um fair so quick question at by the end did you know yeah. it was gonna end up being richie and uh and what's her face uh not Tara, the other uh, one amber not at all did not see coming you I, I actually saw amber coming i didn't see richie but i saw okay. amber coming uh just because of how obsessive she was over tara and like like hey fuck off like to her sister amber kind of uh I, I kind of figured she was in on it. I thought, okay, for sure she's the killer. She's one of the killers. There has to be at least a second one, though. Yeah. And uh, Richie, it kind of threw me off. I don't think I didn't think it was him because he got slashed. I'm like, okay, it's yeah. pro- then it's probably Mindy because they had that moment when they were downstairs of like can't trust yeah. anyone, and it's like then should I be trusting you? No. Okay. Like, yeah. Um. I that thought crossed my mind, but then I thought. That would be too obvious. No, it has to be someone else. The thing is, they were all obvious choices, though. Like, if it was yeah. Liv, it'd be like, oh, that's unearned. Like, she barely had any screen time. You know, like, it. if it was Chad, again, it wouldn't be earned because, like, he didn't really have enough. Like, there was no way 
they were the only two realistic options where it would be like, okay, fair enough, we couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Rather than, oh, you just picked someone at random, you just flipped the coin. You know what would have been really fucking sick? Yeah. If they made, if they pulled a clue and put like different endings in everyone. Yeah. Oh, that would have been dope. Imagine. Imagine there was one ending where it was Amber, one ending where it's Richie, and one ending where it's, uh, I don't know, fucking mm-hmm. Mindy. Yeah. Or Liv. Like, imagine like three different endings. It's like, who the fuck is it, guys? We don't even know. None <laughs> of this uh, canon. <laughs> before before the movie was released, I thought, okay, I, I was I, I was kind of like just making theories in my head. I was, I was like, okay, who could be like a good twist to be the killer? And I thought, what if in this movie, in the fifth Scream movie, Sydney is the killer? Like, I thought, how poetic justice would it have been if she's like, you know what? I had enough time to get even, you know? Sydney? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, that would have been sick. Oh, my God. And imagine. I guess you can't no, but imagine it's also a moment where it's like, but you have kids. It's like we separated because I couldn't let this shit go. Yeah. It's like, yeah, sounds about right. Would have been dark. Uh, would have been dark. Yeah. So, okay, quick question though. Is this scream, is it more of a Halloween or is it more of a dumb and dumber too? It's more of a Halloween, definitely. I think this movie is a hit. I think this movie really works in both being uh, fun by itself. It's fun as a tribute to Wes Craven. It's good as part of the uh, of the all encompassing Scream franchise. Um, I don't think it's good if you've never seen a Scream movie. Mm-hmm. I think you're you're gonna miss out on a lot of things that are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're gonna have like a night where you're gonna watch all five of them, all of them, fi- uh, all them five work well. Like you don't need to skip any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think if you're gonna sell like a box set with all five of them, no one's gonna complain that it's th- that it's there. It's it's another good step in the franchise. It's not a oh they made another one. It's a it's 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 part of the mythos. It's part of the story. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, it really works. You? What's called? I I mean, I don't I have no beef with the film. Um, I guess maybe because I never really bothered to watch the other ones. Like it, they were never on my radar. Like I was like, okay. I saw the first one. I'm like, this is good. I'm not gonna watch the other ones because I remember seeing like one minute of a scene from I think Scream Two, where it's yeah. like Sabretooth is the killer. Oh, he's in he's in all of them. Yeah. No, Sabretooth. Yeah. He's in two, three, and four. He's in one, two, three, and four. No, he's in one, two, and three. Yeah. Is he in one? Is he in part one? For like a second, yeah. Okay. Well, so when part two came out, I just remember seeing something like, "Is he the killer?" Not like they're doing this really schlocky thing of like they're on the stage. It's like who's the murderer? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Nope. Not gonna disgrace the first one and turn it off. Like I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the memory of the first one. And to me, yeah. mentally, Remember, I was younger when I did that, but still, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it, yeah. There's just so much going on. And there is quick, quick question: yeah. Did you take the whole? Uh, so there's a second scene where they go all meta, where they have uh, Gail Weathers, they have Sydney Prescott, and they have Miss uh, Sam Carpenter all in the kitchen. Right? They're about to kill him. They're about to do the thing that they did from the first one. Where it's like, oh, get ready to hide the bodies, guys, uh, or whatever. Yeah. 
And then they have a moment where it's like, I feel like almost they're talking to us in a sense of like toxic fandom. Like uh-huh. they would just stab eight was just a cash grab. Yeah. But they didn't think about the people that actually love the franchise. It sounded like almost like a, like a Reddit, like a subreddit was going off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they're talking about a toxic fandom, aren't they? You sons of bitches go on. Hey. And you know what? The toxic fandoms need to listen to that. <laughs> no, we because don't. We're perfect. Yes, they do. Yes, they We're do. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I was not. I I was not bothered by that scene because I I was listening to that and I was like, ah, oh, preach. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, like, I'm not. A, I, I'm not saying that. Show how. Show how toxic those assholes are. Like, show it. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's no toxic fandom. I'm just like, is this where we're going with this? Is this the direction? Okay, fine. Fine. I will go with you just a little bit further. It makes sense because, look, the screen movies have always, like, adapted themselves around that specifically. When Scream 2 was coming out, the script was leaked on the internet. And this was in, like, 1997. So it's not like it was like before, okay? Yeah. So if that, so if a script gets leaked, like the internet is not the place that it is now. So what Wes Craven did was like, oh, they leaked the script. Okay, I'm gonna change it, but I'm not gonna tell them. Mm-hmm. So he changed the script and he shot new scenes. And so when people went to see it, they were shocked because they were like, oh, some things were still here, some things were not. And then when they did the third movie, the third movie is about how they're making a stab movie and they reference that in there. They're like, oh, we had the script, but we have to reshoot a bunch of scenes because the script got leaked on the internet. They're like, like that, that is how the movie proactively always works around the audience and around uh, its own mythos, its own existence. So the fact that this movie addressed directly toxic fandom, fandominity, it was the logical next step. So much better. Oh, good. Yeah. So I was having to pee for like the longest fucking time. <laughs> I was holding it. No, for I was holding it for a while, for at least like 25, 30 minutes. I timed myself nice. peeing. You know how long it took me to pee? 45 seconds. That's staying on the show. Deal. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> So toxic right. fandom. So toxic fandom. Yeah, it needs to be addressed, and I think the movie did a good job. Will it do any change? Of course not. But it was nice to feel for a second represented on screen. You know, it was it's, good. It's crazy. Is toxic fandom such like a big deal? Like I'm. Yes. I I I think my interaction with toxic fandom is relatively limited. Like I don't know when that's been a thing or how. Like. Like, we'll, like we'll define it. Like, they just like, we don't like these movies because we do that all the time. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> no, but like what? Like, what was so toxic about it, though? Oh, my God. Uh, there was a... Very much, I'm, I'm very much on the outside looking in. So, like, I, yeah. I'm an amateur. Like, like tell me everything. Yeah. Um, let me give you a couple of examples. When uh, Last Jedi came out, mm-hmm. somebody made a cut of the movie that uh, that recut everything. Mm-hmm. To not include any female character in the whole movie, and they released that online. And I think the movie only lasted like I don't know, like forty minutes, maybe less, from like a movie that's like two and a half hours. 
there was like an ongoing campaign to fire Kathleen Kennedy, who's a producer for, who's a, uh, I think she's a, she's a president of Lucasfilm. Because they were like, oh, she's ruining Star Wars. She's ruining Star Wars. She's ruining Star It's all her fault. It's all her fault. Like, it's not her fault. <laughs> you know? The whole uh, property is shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that thing on the show, too. That was a... Uh, that, that was really funny to me because it, it was like, Disney's ruining Star Wars. Oh, but you like Mandalorian? Yeah. Like, who do you think beat that? You fucking, um, you fucking idiot. Um, there was like a... They, they bullied uh, the actress who played Rose also in Star Wars. They bullied her of social media because they just hated her character so much. They just kept like bullying and bullying her. Uh, which like, she's just an actress. She's just doing her job. Like, did she come back for the third one or no? Yeah, she did, but oh, her. her role was yeah. I mean, she's the voice of Raya. Yeah, really? She, yeah, so she kept going. Uh, um, yeah, they just kept just doing horrible things like the Star Wars. Like I love, I, I grew up on Star Wars. I, I cannot, for the life of me, hate Star Wars. But God, I hate the fandom. I don't engage with the fandom anymore. I this is why I very rarely discuss Star Wars even 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 now, like. I don't like even the positive things. I don't want to talk about them because like the fandom is horrible. So oh. yeah. Yeah. And, the, and is this for everything? I'm, I'm going to assume if, it, if it's Star Wars, it has, there has to be toxic fandom for DC, for Marvel. It has to be toxic fandom for everything. Absolutely. Like, and, 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 and it is like, I have a tendency to just keep finding really wonderful things that are attached to horrible fandoms. But like, uh, but like, where does all this shit go down on Reddit? Reddit, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, if you're lucky. Um, yeah, mostly there. That's why I don't, that's why I so rarely engage. Like, this is the most that I get out of engaging with, like, the fandom. And I don't engage with the fandom. I engage with you. Because, <laughs> like, this I, I is what I'm talking about now. something. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause like that's the thing, and you know, the, the, there's toxic fandoms everywhere. Like I, I uh, like for example, you you know this. I'm I'm a big anime fan. Like mm -hmm. I love anime. I grew up on it, and I still love it now. Uh, throughout the entire pandemic, a lot of people that weren't into anime got into anime, probably because they were bored, probably because they because they were like locked up inside, and they were like, well, you know what? I might as well give this a shot. A lot of people got into anime during during the pandemic, which I say great. Anime is fucking great. You want the thing that you like to succeed. A lot of people that I know that like anime got pissed. They were like, oh, this fucking fake fans coming out of nowhere. They think they like it just because it's popular. Good. Good. If you like something, you want it to be successful. So why are you upset that people like it? That is toxic fandom. And I hate it. But that's that. stupid because then you'll get more of it. Like that. that, exactly. like that like that's like uh like with marvel or dc like i wasn't all pissy when when the mcu or the dcu started or like people started liking batman like yeah. no start loving it that way they'll make more of this shit like i want to go see more yeah. of these movies give them yeah. your money like i yeah. that I, that's stupid yeah i remember being like 14 15 and having to go uh, like the closest that i could get to like finding anime stuff or like anime merch in like the wild uh, there, there used to be a store in, uh, in, in your mall, my mall, everyone's mall. Uh, Suncoast. A little store. Yes. A little store called Suncoast. 
They sold movies at the front and they sold anime shit in the back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was the closest that we got. And then if you go to that same mall now, you can go to like five, six, seven different stores so you can find anime shit in the forefront. Yeah. And we don't get that if people don't like it. If if Netflix doesn't pick up a bunch of anime and, and makes it popular, if we don't get a Crunchyroll or Funimation there, um, we need we need things to get popular in order to get it everywhere else. And the fact that people are gatekeeping or being toxic about these things just because it gets popular, it's fucking stupid. And Wes Craven would spit on your face if he was still alive. So, yeah. I don't like gatekeeping and I don't like toxic fan toxic fandom. So the fact that this movie addressed it and said, Hey, no, you're the bad guy. That got like my seal of approval. Mm. <laughs> Cause like, I see this shit every day. I'm so glad I'm not on Reddit. It sucks every day. I'm yeah. so glad I'm not on Reddit. Yeah. No, Twitter's worse. Like Reddit, at least you can control what you see, but on Twitter, Oh God. Really? I've never seen any hateful shit on Twitter. Oof! <laughs> I, I, it, am I am I the the very um, sheltered child? No, you're good. <laughs> maybe I just follow too many people. Maybe maybe I'm the problem. It's maybe, <laughs> am I the problem? Maybe I'm the problem. Yeah, there's some victim yeah. here. Let, let's jump back into Scream. <laughs> uh, let's uh, so uh, the big climactic fight scene is properly stressful. I really thought they were going to kill Sydney. Me too. Like, I, I thought I'm, about as well. I was yeah. kind of hoping they would, though, not going to lie. Why? The balls on this franchise to kill off not one, not two, but all three. Like, imagine if they killed Sidney Prescott and Gail Withers and Dewey Prescott. I mean, and Dewey, I'm sorry, not Dewey Prescott. But imagine if they killed the big three mm-hmm. in this film. They killed off Ron, Harry, and Hermione. Boom. One shot. Kill all three of them. Can you imagine, like, what would happen in the next scream? Like... Well, fuck, we don't have the legacy characters anymore. What can we do? Well, what are they going to do? I don't think they're going to do another scream. I think... Uh, I think everyone thought uh, that when they have to the fourth one came out. Yeah. Uh, no, I think the fourth one, when it, when it ended, it, it, it left in a position to do another one. Uh, not this one, I think. Uh, or it would be like really funny if they did like one when they're like in their 80s or something. <laughs> I think that would make a lot of sense but not see, now i think this one's good yeah see i i thought it would have been funny if uh if uh dewey had called sydney and he had been like it's happening again and she's like god damn it and then just goes home gets her gun all right i'm on my way yeah like, they, did, they, did, they did that movie it was called halloween and <laughs> and it was good yeah. so is this better than halloween i like worse? this one more than halloween honestly I like uh, the 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 Halloween requel, but it wasn't like my favorite thing in the world. Was and it, I thought the same thing about the sequel. Yeah, not gonna lie, I think Halloween Kills. It's the second best sequel to the original Halloween ever made. I would say the the 2018 one is the best one. 2021 is probably the second best as far as like the sequels to it. All right. Um, I, I think cannot, it's fine. Yeah, I I cannot wait till Halloween ends. I want to see it. I I, I want to see it. I'm not excited that they're tackling like the pandemic in in the story. I don't want to see movies tackle the pandemic. But I I I I went off on that. When we did the, the the Halloween Kills review. If you want to see me go off on that, check that out. Um, hey, hey yeah. fun fact: 
Yeah. Uh, Sydney Prescott and uh, several of the key people involved in this film have all expressed interest, a lot of interest actually, uh, in making uh, in making the a sequel. Oh, it's a dangerous game, but I mean, if they do it right, if they do it tastefully, if they don't fall into the cliches that they are making fun of, then great, go for it. Sky's the limit, really. Oh, and uh, so far, as of this year, uh, Scream is actually the highest grossing film of the year so far. Well, yeah, because everything else that's been released has been shit. It's, it's, it's January. <laughs> it's January. That's what it is. It's just this and Bell and a couple of things. Bell was, we'll talk about Bell next week, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's been mostly it. Do you have any closing thoughts or anything else? No, just, it was a fine movie. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't amazing to me. It was just, it was a good movie. Um, didn't blow my mind, but then again, I wasn't, I'm not the biggest Scream fan, so that might just be it. Yeah, I had a fun time with it. I had a, I had an enjoyment. Uh, I think Scream Four is still my favorite. Uh, then Scream One, then this one, uh, then three, then two. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's that, that's how I would rank them. Not that the internet needs more ranking lists, which is a statement that I I'm going to regret because we're gonna do our top ten list in a couple weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so uh, I, I will uh, i would score this a good a good 8.8 out of 10 i had a i had a uh, i i had a ball i had a nice time this is technically the, the the first new 2022 movie of the year that i've seen mm-hmm. so that was fun uh that wasn't like released like direct to video or anything um but yeah i had a good time you fine didn't hate it didn't love it but i didn't hate it um yeah score c plus i'll probably rewatch yeah. it at some point uh yeah. I, I don't i didn't love it as much as i loved the the new halloween back in 2018 but nonetheless no solid movie i feel like you'll get a more a bigger appreciation if you've seen the other the three and then uh because it's not it's not like the the halloween that's a sequel to the first one like this one really takes takes a lot of things from every movie that, that has come out they build on each other yeah has uh, it been a like bad yeah. screen movie technically no i think all four of i think all five are good movies really huh yeah i think uh, my least favorite is the second one but not because it's bad it's just it's the out of the five it's like the least that i Great. enjoy Mm-hmm. But it's got, I think, the most tense scene in all other movies. So, what's the scene? That's it's a scene where uh, they're drive, they're in a car, and Ghostface is driving, and she and Sidney's in the back. There's another, there's her roommate that's also in the back, and the car crashes, mm-hmm. and uh, Ghostface is like in the driver's wheel, but he's like knocked out, or so we think. We don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and they need to get out of the car. But they can't go on either side, so they have to like kind of like go to the front, and then to and then they can't go through this side, so they have to go through like the side where he's to like the driver's seat. Yeah, and the scene is super long, and you don't know if like he's gonna st- he's gonna he's pretending he's gonna stab them, mm-hmm. or if he's actually like knocked out. And the tent that you can really feel like the, the tension, tension. That's it. Yeah. So huh. that scene, chef's kiss, really wonderfully done. 
Damn yeah, and it's probably the most the, the actual like most uh, like dramatic like tension scene in like the whole franchise because uh the, the kills are usually they're, they're done well but they're done like you know it's, it's a slasher movie yeah yeah but that to me is like the most tense scene in the franchise yeah well shit now i gotta watch that now yeah just look up scream to car scene and i think you'll find it yeah down yeah all right, all right. Um, thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on movies, check out our, check out all of our feeds. We're available on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, wherever we can give out horrible opinions. We are there. Agreed. Uh, there will be some YouTube videos going out, uh, hopefully this weekend, the same weekend as the time this video drops. Uh, like subscribe. We're always trying to grow the channel. Also, folks, we are affiliated with Ghost Energy. Go Ghost. You shout out to the Ghost. Um, yeah, so next week, we have a review of the anime film Bell, which is Mamoru Hosoda's new movie, uh, which uh, uh, I've seen. You're seeing, uh, when are you seeing it? Tuesday. Tuesday. So you see Tuesday. Uh, Jimmy will join us for that review. Jimmy is in the movie as well. Uh, so, yeah, so Triple Threat next uh, next Saturday here at the Rollback. If you like anime, we're going to talk about the movie. If you don't not like, like anime, it's a good one. So check it out and uh, support so, support it in theaters because that way we, we get more. Uh, and in a couple of weeks, I'm thinking halfway through February, we're going to do our top 10 list a little bit before the Oscars. So be excited for that because uh, 2021 was a weirdly good movie, good year for movies. So I feel uh, like yeah. when you go from a year with almost no movies to like a year with like a handful of great I'll, ones, too many yeah 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 so we'll be here for that uh keep us in your radar um bye everybody oh this is rollback with a reminder <laughs> my name is Chema. this is eddie with signing off with the rollback with a reminder uh to just be a nice fucking person i don't have i, I don't have a very original one just be a nice <laughs> fucking person also uh are we doing like fusion like in yes like in a, yes like in hold on, hold on, a, okay I have one. I have one. Folks, even though it's cold outside, make sure you wear deodorant. <laughs> Bye, everybody. As a person that goes to a lot of anime conventions, yes, please wear deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> and cut there.